Network Communications. This is James. Hi, I was calling to get the drug tip line. Sure. Hang on just a second. Let me get that number. Sure. You got a pen? Yeah. All right. It is. You have a three. nice voice. Thank you very much. <sighs> wow. <It's>, uh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's 303. Uh-huh. 739-1964. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Well, God damn hello and welcome back to the Death Metal Disco Podcast. It has been uh, almost a month, I think, since I uploaded um, one of my episodes. And I'm sorry about that. I have been uh, very busy and negligent in my podcasting responsibilities. And uh, for that, I apologize The last episode I uploaded was actually when I was a guest on the Power In You podcast, hosted by my friend uh, Richie, and that was a two and a half hour thing, and it was was a good time to to be on it, and I'm glad that they had me on it, and uh, from what you folks have told me, it was a good episode, and um, if you haven't already checked out their podcast, you should check out their podcast, The Power In You. It's on Anchor, it's on Spotify, the same you know, same shit that I'm on, just go find it. The Power in You podcast. Worth a listen. Give it a shot. If you're looking for anything for, um, you know, self-improvement or mental health or, uh, you know, our episode, not necessarily so much covering that. We do kind of delve a little bit into that just for my own personal history and uh, stuff here and there. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good podcast and I highly recommend it. Just, you know, if that's what you're looking for, it's about helping, helping people grow. And that's, that's always a good thing. So yeah, check that out. That's the last thing I uploaded was just, they shared it with me to upload in addition to having it on their own podcast. So I uploaded the whole episode and before that episode 11, don't even remember what the hell I talked about. I think it was, uh, the names one. So I didn't look fun fact. I was, uh, in Los Angeles the last two weeks, and uh, I was out there for work, my day job, and then I got crazy, crazy sick last weekend. Um, My sinuses have been bothering me the last month or so anyway, which is typical for this time of year, but uh, went full-blown sinus infection, felt like I swallowed a bunch of razor blades last weekend, uh, just to be safe, because I was hoping I'd still be able to go on site and conduct my uh, training that I had been doing. I went and got a rapid COVID test at an urgent care facility. Um, I was actually in San Pedro. I don't know why they call it San Pedro or not San Pedro. Like I would call it San Pedro, but everybody there calls it San Pedro. Whatever, I digress. I went to this urgent care facility that isn't even open as an urgent care. All they do right now is COVID testing stuff. They're still working, building the inside of their uh, urgent care facility. And uh, they were really cool. Got me the results in about... 15 minutes, half hour-ish. Um, and then they, I told them, you know, I am kind of sickly right now. And they said, well, you know, if your symptoms worsen, call us back and we'll see about prescribing you something. So I said, all right. So the very next day, I could barely swallow anything. Um, my voice was awful. Just could barely talk. It was no bueno, no bueno at all. So I called them and uh, basically begged them to uh, 
hooked me up with some prescriptions for Augmentin, which is amoxicillin and some other stuff, you know, super strong antibiotic. And they did, and then some cough syrup stuff, and and that was good. They were they were able to copy, they were able to call it in, and I was able to go pick it up, um, courtesy of a coworker who was also out there for training. Um, she drove me around and basically took care of me, and then I ended up working for a couple of days from the hotel room, which sucks. Like, it's one thing to work remote, but when you're on site to do something and you have to work from the hotel room because you're fucking sick, um, and another coworker had to come down to help bail you out so that uh, the project deadlines and shit don't get affected because you can't teach. I mean, I was super, super glad that uh, Alexis and Shannon could help me out. Like, I couldn't be more thankful to work with people like them. Um, but yeah, it was still just a bummer. And the schedule was all fucked up anyway, but whatever. Um, it went surprisingly well, all things considered. There was a lot of challenges against us just conducting the training, but anyway... That's that's my day job stuff. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, anyway, uh, Los Angeles, two weeks. Staying in the hotel room a lot gets really, really, really old really quickly. Um, anyway, I'm feeling a lot better. Not 100% yet. And I was supposed to record this last night on Saturday. It's Sunday right now. And meant to record it last night, but just wasn't feeling up to it. Uh, started the day off kind of motivated. Sleepy, but motivated. And uh, had planned on recording it, but just didn't do it. And then today, um, woke up, and my throat has still been kind of iffy here and there. But then my stupid ass went to band practice and said, hey, I don't know how well I'll be able to do the whole rah, rah, rah thing. And uh, we practiced for almost two hours, and I did what I could. And uh, now I sound like this, which I don't know if you can tell the difference. I can feel it in my throat in my chest when I speak, a um, little bit different than normal, and uh, a little more gravelly, I think, but yeah, still stuffy, whatever, taking allergy meds, and still got my antibiotics I'm working through, and some other shit, nasal spray galore, uh, some generic for Flonase, not sponsored, um, that stuff seems to do a pretty good job, not gonna lie, the Flonase generic, I've never had the brand name, but, uh, that was the first time I've ever had that stuff. I've had Afrin before and that shit apparently is addictive for your nose. It has a disclaimer saying, Hey, don't use this more than three days. And years ago I ended up using it for like three months and, uh, the doctor's like, yeah, your body basically becomes reliant upon it. So even though you don't necessarily need it, your body freaks out and makes it think that it needs it. So you get all stuffy as if you were when you first actually did need it. And that was kind of weird. So then, you know, they gave me saline solution or whatever and whole big thing. But anyway, Afrin kids, be careful. Just say no to drugs or whatever. So because of the, uh, the situation with being able to speak right now, um, I don't know what it sounds like to you, but physically feeling it. I could feel every single little vibration of my vocal folds at the moment, and it's kind of trippy. I'm not going to lie, and I'm going to keep this episode pretty short, uh, hopefully. I say that every episode, but I don't know that I've actually succeeded in doing so. We'll see. I do uh, want to say a huge shout-out to Robert Smith. Rob Smith, the homie from southern New Mexico. 
southeastern New Mexico, to be more precise. Um, he is the winner of the Death Metal Disco giveaway uh, that I did a few weeks ago. He won a $25 gift card. He chose a gift card to Angelo's CDs, Tapes, and More Music Store, a uh, local music store chain here in Colorado. He shops with them. Um, I figured it would be online, but he is not a huge fan of using the internet, so he just phone orders it in, like calls him over the phone and orders it, I guess. So I couldn't send him a gift card for that. Um, I didn't have a chance to stop at the store and see if they would even take a gift card called in over the phone with them. And I couldn't seem to buy one online for him. So I ended up sending him a $25 gift card, a Visa gift card that he could use for whatever. But um, he's also a nurse. So, you know, I sent him a thank you card because it just happened to be the first fucking card I saw on the shelf in the thank you. I was looking for a thank you card, you know, thanks for playing or congratulations or whatever. And it was all in that same section. And it happened to be a uh, thank you card specifically to nurses. And I thought, well, shit, that's fucking appropriate. So needless to say, uh, that's the card we went with. And uh, if you are in the medical field of any kind, especially emergency medical response, or if you're a first responder, as in a dispatcher, you know the dispatchers get my love anyway, as a former dispatcher. Um, yeah, if you're a dispatcher, first responder, uh, or a firefighter, paramedic, EMT, police officer, whatever, um, you know, thank you for your service just in general, like COVID notwithstanding shit is crazy. And especially for the, like the nurses and the medical professionals right now, the COVID thing is, is, is just dumb. My cousin's a nurse and she deals with COVID patients daily. And, uh, she's basically one of my heroes. She was one of, I mean, her and my aunt, uh, my aunt Kay, they took care of me last year when my back was all fucked up after I got out of the hospital. My aunt said, Hey, come stay with me for a week. Um, she cooked, she's amazing. She, um, I don't know what her actual title was back in the day when she worked in the hospital, but she was a, basically a radiology technician slash nurse, something or other. I think the, her particular title was more hardcore than the regular RN now, I guess from, I got the details from her last, last year, but I can't remember exactly what it was, but between her and my cousin, Rebecca, uh, you know, they, they took really good care of me and my cousin, you know, she, she was working and then COVID hit and they turned her floor into a COVID floor as things started progressing. And now that's exclusively what she does from what I gather. And, you know, I know a few, a few people in the medical field and I know a lot of people that are first responders as in police officers. I don't think I know any firefighters actively, um, at least not in person. And I know a couple EMTs and paramedics and I know a lot of dispatchers and, you know, if you don't hear it from anybody else, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And that's my PSA on that. So Rob, thanks for listening. I appreciate the support and the comments and, uh, you're my boy blue. So yeah. Also, Rob is probably the coolest thing in New Mexico. Just saying. He's not a thing. He's a person. I get that. But he's also cool. So there's that. So I've had I've had people tell me that, uh, you know, they like, they like what I've done with the podcast so far. 
And they think it would be a cool idea if I shared stories of my past life, either from the grocery store back in the day when I worked for the local Kroger chain, King Supers, which I did for 10 years, or from my past life as a dispatcher, which I did up until about four and a half years ago before I took my current job, my current day job. And I liked that idea. And that was always my plan anyway, was to kind of incorporate stories from just my life in general into the podcast from time to time. And my Aunt Kathy, um, you know, she was one of the ones that made the suggestion. And she's an avid supporter and listener. And I thank you, Kathy. And she's also one of the supporters on the anchor.fm platform, as in a paid supporter, which if you didn't know, you can physically pay to support this podcast, which is cool. I don't, it's weird for me to ask people to do that, but if you feel so inclined, you know, just check it out, anchor.fm slash death metal disco, I think, something along there. But if you find it on anchor.fm, uh, it's listener support, I think is what it's called if you're into it. But if not, no worries, no pressure. I'm not here to solicit you for funds or anything like that. I have a job. I can I can make my own money. But if you feel like supporting me, hell yeah, I appreciate you. I'll give you a shout out. Thank you. Maybe send you a picture of my boobs. Um, maybe not. Maybe I will. I don't know. That's TBD. Uh, my aunt is not getting a picture of my boobs, just for the record. So back to the topic I was uh, going on about before I fucking derailed entirely. Uh, stories about my past life. I definitely think that's a good idea. And I've told, you know, an Uber story from Valentine's Day back in 2014 or 2015, whatever year it was. And that's that's one of my favorite Uber stories. Um I think, I think, I think I'm probably going to tell a dispatch story. But first, okay, so people often ask when they find out that uh, I was a dispatcher that, uh, you know, that they'll ask, oh my God, you must have heard some crazy shit or I, I can't even imagine doing that job. That That sounds, that sounds stressful. And yeah, the job had its moments. Um, you know, you train a lot to be ready for when the shit hits the fan. And you hope that it never does. It does. And, you know, not necessarily all the time. But, you know, there's there's always a couple periods through every shift that things just don't go all that well. And you're busier than hell. And maybe a call gets to you in some way or shape or form, you know, the, you have to do CPR on somebody and they don't make it. And maybe that affects you badly or whatever. Um, it was about two or three years that I worked in dispatch, uh, before I actually had to do CPR over the phone. Um, the agency I used to dispatch for at the time, um, back, at least back then when I first started, we asked them if they called and somebody somebody wasn't breathing or anything like that. We asked them if we could guide them through CPR and they would say yes or no. And, you know, we couldn't force it upon them and we couldn't just start giving them instructions to do so because that was, that was just not our policy. Um, so every time I had ever had anything like that go down, it, uh, it always ended up being a no answer, but you know, we, we train for those times where they say yes, and you hope that they're doing the things you're telling them to do and blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm always pretty good about compartmentalizing, which seems to be a very difficult word for me to get out from time to time, compartmentalizing um, work life and home life. Not necessarily the home life from work life, but uh, you know, if I have a bad day at home, then I go to work and sometimes I dwell on that. But usually a bad day at work, if it, you know something where somebody dies on the phone with me or uh, somebody somebody I couldn't save or something from work, um, I don't take that home with me. And I was always really good about that. And I'm not going to get into any of the sad calls that I took right now, but. Um, you know, people think that, oh, it's, it's a hundred percent craziness and sadness all the time. And there's moments, there's times where it is the holidays, everybody gets suicidal and blah, 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 you know, really woe is me. And I'm sure this last year has been rough, um, just with the COVID and lockdown, everybody feels even more isolated. I'm sure the numbers for suicides are up. And, uh, just while we're on that subject, if you are feeling low, down, any of that, any of that, you know, and you just need somebody to talk to, you know, reach out to somebody. Um, it can be me, track me down, find me on social media, whatever. I, if nothing else, I'm not a professional, but if nothing else, I will listen. And if it's something where I can provide you assistance or at least, you know, find you professional help that you can speak to, I will happily, uh, happily help you try to do that and uh, or try to help you you know whatever whatever I can do I will um but the job itself I would say I tell people is you know especially for my former agency we're pretty big pretty big agency uh 700 ish police officers and I don't even know how many firefighters at the time when I worked there we had 15 different fire stations um so we did fire police uh we didn't dispatch the ambulances but we contracted with the ambulance company um and we answered 911s, and we had a population of the city, about 320,000, and uh, it was kind of a high-traffic city, and it could get stupid busy, or it could be very, very, very slow and peaceful, which was always nice. I was one of those who, if it was quiet, which is not a word we use in dispatch, but if it was quiet and calm, I tried not to take that for granted, because even though when it's busy, time generally goes quicker, uh, when it's busy and I know I'm busy and, you know, I'm hopping along and I'm able to keep up and I'm having a good time with it, maybe, um, that just means that everybody else is probably not having a good time. And by everybody else, I mean the citizens, the people, the callers, cause we're only busy when shit is bad out there. And that's always something I tried to remember for myself. So we always get people who are like, Oh my God, give us a structure fire. I'm so bored. Give us a structure fire which I get the sentimentality of, uh, you know, give me something to do. But at the same time, you know, a house fire means that somebody is potentially losing everything, all their, all their material belongings up in smoke. And sure, while they are fun to work, um, very interesting things to work, it's, uh, you know, it's sad when you think about the actual basis for what goes on. And that's always a bummer. But Anyway, people always think, oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Most of that job is, I would say, I would say over 50% of that job is bullshit nonsense. People calling up for stupid little civil disputes between neighbors or they just have general questions, especially if you're working day shift. The amount of dumb fucking calls you have to deal with is absurd, obscenely high. 
And uh, I don't miss that at all. I was definitely a night shift person. Um, two main reasons, mostly because the calls that we would take between day shift and night shift were just night and day difference. Uh, day shift is lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of administrative type calls, lots of transferring, which is also a pro of being on day shift is you could just transfer them to other departments. Um, but night shift, you know, it's who's fighting who, do they have weapons? Cool. Get them off the phone. Day shift, it's, you know, people trying to report things that happened to them 27 years ago when their, their, uh, pastor touched them inappropriately or their volleyball teacher made them sit on their lap or whatever. It was, you know, day shift calls suck. I fucking hated day shift with a passion, but it is what it is. Then there's the bullshit hang up calls, either the butt dials from cell phones or the disconnected cell phones. So here's a PSA for you, uh, you parents out there. Um, if your cell phone, a disconnected cell phone, it's old, it doesn't have service anymore. If it has battery life, it can still call 911. So just keep that in mind when you let your kids play with that shit. Because even though they just smashing on buttons and giggling to themselves, they are potentially just calling 911 over and over and over again. Um, but occasionally you get the really fun calls, as in like the humorous calls and you know the potential for really cool calls like delivering a baby on the side of the highway or delivering a baby at all. I worked for dispatch for 10 years. And came close a couple of times to actually delivering a baby over the phone. Um, closest I came was that baby was crowning right as the ambulance pulled up on the highway. And uh, I was denied that, which was a bummer. Um, they basically pulled a Bugs Bunny and plugged the hole with their finger before, right as the ambulance pulled up. And that was just about the saddest thing ever. But that was over a Spanish language line interpreter. And that was a difficult call just because of the Spanish language line. So there was a delay in everything. Um, yeah, but I will say one of the funniest calls that, uh, I will always remember taking was a, a childbirth call and it was a call from a young girl. She was probably maybe around eight years old and she was saying her mom had just gone into labor and I said, okay, you know, I said 911, it's the address of your emergency and she gives me the address and I say, okay. What's going on? She tells me, oh, my mom's pregnant and she's having her baby. I said, all right, well, how far along is your mom? She's nine months, okay? You know, how long has she been in labor? She just went into labor. So we're getting all these questions. And as we're getting these questions, one of the questions we have to ask is whether or not uh, the patient, the pregnant mom in this case, is wearing pants. And she says, uh, yeah. And I say, okay, well, can you ask her to take her pants off? We need to, I need to ask another question after she takes her pants off. And so the next question that we would ask is at the time when I worked there, is there any vaginal bulging? And to the layman, um, vaginal bulging would indicate that the baby is coming. Like this is about to get real, real quick. And so I'm asking this little girl and she's being real good. She's, she's asking all the questions of the mom. And she asks, mom, they, they want to know if you have vaginal, if your vagina's bulging. And then there was a little bit of a shuffle, like she had dropped the phone or whatever. And then a very, 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 very grumpy man uh, gets on the phone and he's like, hello. And I said, hi, it's 911. I understand that there's a lady in labor there. He said, yeah, why are you asking so many questions? I was like, sir, 
they are on the way. These questions aren't slowing them down, which is true. So if you've never dealt with 911, just know that the moment we have your address and you told us what the hell's going on, we, we got help going to you more than likely. Um, so I tell him, trying to calm him down, uh, hey, you know, help is on the way. Uh, just have these questions that we have to ask because, you know, if we need to deliver this baby, then we need to deliver the baby. And so I'm asking him, I was like, hey, you know, I need you to ask her or I need you to check. Does she have any vaginal bulging? Man, why are you trying to ask me all these questions? Like, Sir, I need you to ask her. Can she feel? Does she have any vaginal bulging? He goes, hey, baby, your pussy bulging. And I about died. I had to mute myself and I was laughing so hard because he was so mad. And then he asked for that way. And I was like, well, this this took a weird turn. Um, he gets back on the phone and he goes, she says, she says, yeah, it is. I said, all right, I need you to tell her to take her pants off and you need to go get three clean, dry towels. And he goes, what the fuck do I need to get three dry towels for? And I was like, sir, with the vaginal bulging, that means the baby is coming. So that we need to get ready to deliver this baby. He goes, oh no, man, she's good. She's good. I was like, what do you mean? She's good. No, man, she's good. The ambulance is on the way, right? I said, yeah, they're on the way, but what do, what do you mean she's good? No, she's good. We're all right. So I was like, sir, that's that's not how this works. This is, uh, this is we need to be ready. And then there was nothing. Like, he didn't answer me. And I was like, hello, sir, you there? You there? And then she gets on the phone, the patient, the soon-to-be mother. And uh, she goes, hello. And I was like, hi, ma'am, it's 911. How are you? She's like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I was like, so uh, just to be sure, um, you, you're having bulging down there? She's like, yeah, it's okay. Don't mind him. He's he's terrified. This is his first baby. This is my fourth baby. So we're, we're okay, though. Like, I know what's going on. Everything's cool. I can hear the sirens. They're close. We're, I'm not too worried about it right now. And she was totally cool, totally calm. But that guy was a, a hot fucking mess. And I would have much rather talked to this lady or her other daughter uh, before talking to this fucking clown asking about is your pussy bulging you fucking idiot uh but i understand you know i don't necessarily know that i would have phrased it like that if i was in his shoes but i sure as hell just would have been you know asking the questions that the that the call taker or dispatcher was asking me over the phone and i will forever remember that call forever and then the paramedics get there and and you know we didn't, I didn't get any credit for delivering a baby because she didn't have it in the apartment. But that was just one of them. I've had some weird calls when it comes to the children, the, the babies being delivered. Took another one from a guy calling saying that his neighbor had just gone into labor. Um, they had just met. He had, uh, She didn't have a cell phone. And she had knocked on his door. And so when we got to that whole vaginal bulging thing, like I didn't know that this was a case that they didn't know each other until we got to the vaginal bulging thing. And when I asked him to ask, he said uh, he didn't feel comfortable asking because they had not met until just now. And I said, okay, well, I can understand how that could be awkward. Uh, but then the paramedics rolled up. Luckily we had pretty quick response times for the most part. So uh, either the fire department or the ambulance got there first. I can't remember, but I mean, that's, that's just one of the, one of the stories I remember working in dispatch. And, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a job and you want an interesting career that is both, um, very, very, very rewarding 
and completely thankless all at the same time, uh, you won't go wrong with dispatch. You have to have a very thick skin, and you have to uh, you have to be willing to kind of just help people regardless of what they actually say to you. And I feel like that's true for anybody in public safety. And you know, you know, firefighters are the heroes, the quote unquote heroes of all all things all the time. It's very rare that you'll hear about firefighters being, you know, dragged through the mud for something that went wrong. Um, cops, on the other hand, cops are notoriously the bad guys because they have to go catch the criminals and people don't like cops because, you know, granted, cops have been uh, fucking things up for themselves a lot lately. But, uh, you know, the, the the names of a few fuck, fuck up the reputations for a lot. And uh, it's a sad, sad thing. And my former agency had been all over the news um, just over the last year and a half or so. And uh, I'm glad I'm not there now because they, I mean, people just call up there all the time, just berating the dispatchers, many of which have only started within the last four years, um, cussing people out, cussing out the dispatchers, cussing them out, you know, demanding justice for this, justice for that. And I get the frustration on behalf of the citizens. I really, really do. But at the same time, like, I, I, I mean, calling up and bitching to the dispatchers who just, they're just trying to do their job to the best of their abilities. Really, you can only abuse somebody so much before they either quit and leave or they just decide that they're done. And instead of, realizing that on their own and quitting and leaving on their own they throw in the towel but they stick around and that's that's where it gets bad and so I mean if you're looking to try and affect change on the world of public safety and policing and this that and the other maybe that's a good place to start so if you're listening to this and you're a young person and you you're like hell yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get in and I'm gonna affect change from the inside which I think anybody who thinks they should have uh, an impact on how all that stuff goes down, I think they should get in there and experience it firsthand, at least in the realm of that world. Um, whether it be, you know, as a dispatcher, as an actual police officer, an attorney, whatever, I think you should go see it firsthand and uh, do what you got to do. But that's for a whole nother this kind of took a serious turn. I was trying to keep it lighthearted with my story about how she went from vaginal bulging and baby impending to fucking, nah, we're good. We're good. The pussy's fine. The pussy is fine. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, I'm looking outside the window right now, and even though it's dark, uh, it's just after 8 o'clock, it's snowing. And I missed the crazy-ass snowstorm here last weekend. Um, I stayed intentionally over the weekend in Los Angeles, uh, so I wouldn't get stuck here and then miss the training that I was supposed to do at the beginning of the week while I was out there. Um, and then I got sick, so I missed it anyway, but, uh, happy spring. Springtime is good. I like spring. Also, if you're an Aries baby, it's our time to shine. Anyway, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, right now I'm at 32 minutes and that's pretty short. So I'm going to edit this up. It's going to be even shorter than that. And uh, I will check you guys later next weekend. Trying to make it a little bit longer. Maybe share another story or two. 
um, maybe something inspiring. I have a meme that I saved of a poem about a mountain or something. I originally was going to read it and, uh, you know what? Maybe I will find it. All right. So my, uh, cousin Joe's girlfriend posted this on her Facebook the other day and I actually, I liked it. I don't know who wrote it. It doesn't say who wrote it on the meme. It's not really a meme. It's just a poem and it's got some like Celtic not work stuff on it and it's green. So I'm sure it's maybe something Irish given that St. Patrick's Day just happened, but I don't know. I liked it and I saved it. It didn't seem to have a name either. So anyway, If the mountain seems too big today, then climb a hill instead. If the morning brings you sadness, it's okay to stay in bed. If the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you'll drown, if you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime, a rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as a failure, just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get realigned. The mountain will still be there when you want to try again. So climb it in your own time and love yourself till then. So with that, I leave you until next week. I love you. Thank you for calling in or listening in or whatever you want to call it. Um, be safe and take care of yourselves and each other.